Yo, what's up? I'm Sammy and Dio, CPA, creator, producer, and your host of the Dominate Your Dollar podcast. This podcast is designed to empower you with the knowledge of money and how you can make it work for you. It is my belief that the only way we can put a stranglehold on our finances is to educate ourselves and take action. Gone are the days where you get your tax return and you wonder where all your money went. Gone are the days where you try to get into investing and give up because the jargon was way too complicated. Gone are the days where the conversation that surrounds money gives us anxiety. And gone are the days where we look at those with financial freedom and think that it will never be us. It's time for a mindset shift. It's time to take control. It's time to start dictating what our financial future looks like. You are now a dollar dominator. Let's go. What's going on, guys? This is your boy Sammy uh, and DOCPA. Um, I'm, 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 you know, I'm here with a special guest today. I always want to have people on who are doing it big in the financial industry, who are giving that knowledge like I'm doing. So today I have on Jamal Dupas on today, and he is he is the podcast host and producer of the Get Your Money Right podcast. And I remember when I first started having the idea of Dominate Your Dollar, I'm like, all right, what's the, what's the name of the podcast going to be, right? What's the name of the podcast? Oh, I know. Get Your Money Right, right? I'm searching. <laughs> I, I'm searching on iTunes. Like, okay, cool. Let me let me find out and make sure it's not taken. And sure enough, Jamal Dupas already had it taken. He already had like <laughs> already had like fifteen episodes. Out, shoot, more than that. And I'm like, man, I can't even use this joint anymore. But anyway, um, <laughs> you know, Jamal's been doing this for a while, man. And I, and I think it would just be great to have him on. So, what's going on, man? How you feeling? Man, I am. At least better than I deserve, man. Appreciate you having me on here, man. I appreciate what you're doing. Uh, dominating your dollars is popping off. I'm I'm loving it, of course. You know, I love the concept and I love the idea. And I think it. we need more of us out here talking about it. So, man, I appreciate you having me on. I appreciate what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I gave a little bit of um, an intro, you know, uh, uh, for you. So, But, yeah, kind of just, you know, go over your background and who you are. Yeah, man. Uh, again, I'm just... I'm just a husband, a father, a son, you know, a child of God. Uh, and, you know, I really don't have any background in the finance in- industry. Right. right? Um, it's just uh, what I got tired of is tired of seeing money leave my hands right, <laughs> and right. go into somebody else's hands and have nothing to show for it. Uh, so when we got married, uh, it was one of those things that, you know, I knew we got to get right because I can see. Uh, the clues are always there, right? So everybody talk about divorce rates and stuff like that. It's like, look, that's one. Of, that's the number one reason why people, at least it's always on that list of why people get divorced and finance is one of those things. But as far as what I do, uh, daytime, I'm a firefighter, paramedic. Uh, like I said, I'm a father. Uh, I love being a father. I'm a husband. I love being a husband. Uh, and I do the podcast, the Get Your Money Right podcast. Uh, and that's what we do. And, uh, you know, that's it. <laughs> I'm a real simple cat. Right. But like but what I guess what kind of gave you okay, so you kinda just spoke on like, you know, the um the motivations for that, but like I mean that could have been anything. You could have done a seminar, you could have done, you know what I'm saying, spoke spoke at your local church. Why a podcast? Yeah, so I, I had just started getting into podcasts myself, really. Okay. And uh, I really like I like the idea of it. I like I like having a podcast because uh, I like listening to podcasts I'm busy. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm always I'm always moving and I'm always doing things. I'm always on the go. Uh, so sitting down watching videos, I really don't do a whole lot of that. Right. Because I just don't have a lot of downtime to do that. Uh, the same thing goes for why I don't make a whole lot of videos because uh, I just don't have a whole lot of time for that. But uh, I listened to some podcasts podcasts. The problem was I couldn't find the things that were speaking to me and my language, talking to me and my people when it came to money. A lot of the stuff that you see out there is people trying to sell you something, right? Or they're not talking from the experience where we come from. Uh, they talk about coming from a place that have already made it, right? You already got money, right? So, yeah, you would do that. But what if you don't have the money yet? Or what if you don't know what to do with the money? What if, what if you haven't figured out how to dominate your dollar yet? Right, right, and right. that's why 
uh, say, okay, we need people speaking to us about what real life is with, when it comes to money. Yeah, man, I, I definitely feel it. like I I know for me when I you know because I'm I'm kind of like you. I love listening to podcasts. You know, I before before I even started this podcast, I had a I had a hip hop podcast called Get nice. Hip Radio. You know, so I was doing that for a while, but I knew that I wanted to get into the financial arena. And when I was like searching for other podcasts and seeing what other people were doing, I just saw a lot of again people trying to sell you stuff, and also I saw like pe- stuff going way over your head, like. Yeah. Stuff was like they they like I, I know I try to watch the show like you know even as a CPA I'm trying to get into investing but it's like yeah. I, I watched the show uh Real Money with like Kramer oh Mad Money mm-hmm. with Kramer and I'm yeah. like bro what like it, 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 it just, <laughs> he's throwing so much at you and he and he speaks fast so it's just like that's all the podcasts that I'm running into you know what I mean so I definitely yeah. feel you on that man yeah a lot of those a lot of that that industry is it I call it a financial porn. Mm. Right. Because they just on there just giving it to you, just giving you as raw as possible, throwing stuff at you, trying to make it sound complicated. Right. And it really not that complicated. Really if you look at that, that Kramer cat. Right. You look at his track record of stuff. He tells people you can go on YouTube and see like people have been calling him out. Dude is always wrong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he going to go out and he going to talk about, you know, whoever the hot whoever the hot ticket is or who, whatever uh, fund is going to come and pay them for that commercial spot. Right. right? Or going to give them those dividends. And I learned that. So I went to an undergrad and in college. I was uh, pre-med. Right? right. So I was going to head over to medical school. And one of the things that really bothered me about medical school was how ingrained the pharmaceutical industry is in, in it, right? So mm-hmm. we're not here talking about health, but I just want to kind of make this connection with the financial industry. Uh, and I started noticing that in medical school or heading into medical school, we weren't talking a lot about nutrition, right? And the things that keep your body healthy, we were talking about medicine. Mm-hmm. So I was like, why do we speak so much about medicine and chemistry Instead of really like health, right. and you start looking into who were the authors of these books. Well, these authors of these books were former chairmen of pharmaceutical companies or they end up being chairman of the board or presidents and things like that. And it's like, where are you getting your education from? And that's a lot with this, the financial industry. Right. Uh, where are these people getting their, their information from? Somebody called me out for not being a, um, a certified financial planner. Right. And I was like, well, I don't want to be a certified financial planner. I've read all the books, right? I can take the test and pass it right now. But at the same time, as a certified financial planner, if I don't play the way they want me to play, even if it's the truth or not, I can't give you the truth, Mm. right? Or then I'm in trouble, right? So as long as I stay independent, I can say what I want, right? right? And I'm going to give you the truth. And I'm going to question the way Main Street and big banks tell you you need to do money. Right. So don't talk to me about I need to put my money in a 401k for 40 to 60 years when I'm still trying to put food on the table. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Let's knock that out first. So that's that's where I'm coming from. Yeah. 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 So yours, yours you know, I, I like your show because it comes from like, you know, you, you hit a lot of audience members. Like I, I'm, I'm more I'm, I'm, I guess I'm trying to hit like the younger crowd and stuff like that. But you hit you hit a lot of family topics and like. You know, because that's that's what you know. You know what I'm saying? Like you're yeah. really speaking from what you know. You know stuff like that. So speaking of family, man. So as you were growing up, what was like? What was it like talking about money in your household? Was it something that was like, okay, guys, let's get together and put this budget together, or was it like? <laughs> and I'm saying that, and I'm yeah. saying that with that voice because I know. <laughs> yeah. I know it wasn't like that. Yeah, or, yeah. <laughs> or was it? Or was it? Was it a bunch of anxiety that 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 followed that? Like, like speak to me about that. Yeah, we just didn't talk about it, man. Like, you don't ask your mama. You that that's grown folk business. Yeah. Right. You, you stay out of grown folk business. So I never knew what my mama made. I know it wasn't a lot. <laughs> right, right. right. I know it wasn't a lot because we could never afford anything. Right. We could never. I could never get that. I could never get that. You know, birthdays and stuff like that. We didn't do that type of stuff. Uh, I mean, we did them, but we didn't like, you know, it wasn't like a bunch of gifts and things like that. And we want to buy some. My mom would tell us for we've been walking the dough. Don't ask me for nothing because mm. <laughs> mm. we ain't got no. Just don't. She would just preempt us before we even walk through the door. Y'all right. know the rules. Don't ask me for nothing because she didn't want to have to tell us. No. Right. 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 So we didn't we didn't talk about money. The, the, the fullest extent that we got to talking about money is you need to go to school and get a good job. 
you know, and that was that was the extent of finances. When I and I talk to people that look like me, right, that look like us, that's pretty much what they got to yeah. go to school, get a good job, and that's cool. But what happens after that? Right, right. <laughs> so yeah, that's how it was coming up for us, and we didn't, you know, we just didn't really really talk about it, and you know, we to this day, my mom still don't own a house. So like wow. home ownership was never, you know what I'm saying? We moved from apartment to apartment to apartment uh, or uh, you would know, rent cars, we ride the bus and, you know, you know, things like that. So we, you know, that's how, that's how it was coming from where I'm coming from. But right. I think that's also the thing that got me start even thinking about it. Cause like, man, I didn't want to do that. Right. I didn't want to, I didn't want to live like that. So. Man. So like, so now, now when people see you, like, you know, people, other family members, did they call you like the black Dave Ramsey now? Like, <laughs> like how does that work out? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So th- there's that part of it, right? Cause you got that family that, you know, they look up to you, but at the same time, they want to kind of drag you down a little bit. And it's not because they don't like you. It's not because they don't love you. It's because a lot of times they don't want to be left behind. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so, I, you know, we get made fun of a little bit, especially when we go to family reunions, because my wife doesn't work. And, you know, we got four kids now and we own a house and, you know, we've had Thanksgiving in our house. Today. So they come to the house and they, you know, they get to looking around. It's like, oh, you, you know, you owe up and you done made it, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, and it's all fun and games. It's all I love. You know, everybody in my family got thick skin. Uh, but you can still hear that underlying tone. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Of uh, he thinks he's getting away. Right. He's moving in a direction that, you know, they're proud, but they scared that you're going to leave them at the same time. And I think a lot of people find that when they start making an upward uh, upward move, especially when it comes to your finances. And it's difficult to navigate that. Right. So you want to keep it real. You don't want to be you don't want to be that that person. But at the same time, you got to stay grounded, know who you are right. and just keep your head squared up and know where you want to go. And I think you will lift everybody else around you, right? Just got to keep shining. Man, and and you just touched on a topic that, like, I feel like, I feel like a lot of black black people go through, where it's like, you know, we start to make it. You know, you always hear about that 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 athlete that made it, and they got yeah. that survivor's remorse. How everybody's <laughs> like, oh, you you think you you think you made it out here? You think you're doing your thing? Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. really, we, it's not like we balling. It's not like we out here making multi right. million dollars. We just handling our money better. You know what I mean? Right. And right. It, it's it's just it's just interesting how like I don't think other races really take into account how how that affects us. You know what no. I'm saying? Yeah, so I I have a lot of friends that are different cultures and stuff like that. When you look at other cultures, like the neighborhood we live in now is a lot of Jewish people in this neighborhood. Okay. And which was one of the other uh like clues they gave me is like I need to start talking about money. And I actually talk about like that's one of my slogans. We're not good, we're not good with money because we don't talk about money. But like my son, he goes to school with a couple of Jewish kids and stuff like that. We've been to little birthday parties, and I listen to these Jewish cats talk about money. And it ain't about they got this car, that car. It's digits, right? Mm-hmm. Like what's your salary? This was a kid that was over there, young guy. He wasn't a kid. He's was 27, 28 years old. His uh, dad or uncle, somebody asked him what his salary was. And he was like 79000 his, his And his dad was like, oh, no, that ain't enough. What are you Whoa. doing? What are you doing? No, here's what you need to do. And like gave the man the game. Like, here's what you need to do. You can't sit at 79000 right? Like, it wasn't even it wasn't even an option. It's like if 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 one of us, you know, at the age of 30, you got an $8 an hour job. Like, oh, no, you can't get an $8 an hour job. You, right, you right, got it. Right. <laughs> like, you have to move right now. And that was the, the urgency that they had, right? And he was like, I want you to call so-and-so, right? You need to do this. You need to do that. And he was giving them the game. Uh, they were talking about a rental property um, that the dude had acquired. And uh, they were, like, talking numbers. Like, no, no, no. Here's, you need, don't ever pay more than 8% down. This is how you do I mean, I'm just like, I'm listening to these cats, and I'm just like, man, they're giving a game to each other. And they talk about money, right? We may talk about a car note. That's it. Maybe. <laughs> right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. We're talking about consumption. We're not talking assets. We're not talking about uh, the important stuff of income. Uh, and it's because we've listened to so many people give us bad advice for so long. It's not good for us, right? Um, and that's why we're always two steps behind. It's like, yeah. yeah, we're starting to move up. We're starting to go to college. But it's like now college doesn't even 
Are we going to college for the right reasons? And that, in college, you know in, 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 in some cases, it's setting people back because all them school student loan debt. Right, right. So, yeah. So you know, I see different cultures. My uh, good friend of mine, one of my best friends, he sells high end homes, and he was talking about the Indian culture. And the Indian culture is you can't make any decisions without the entire family, right? So when they come to buy these houses, mama and daddy on both sides coming, right? Wow. And the, the daddies are making the negotiations. So it ain't even the guy that's buying the house. It's his folks. It's his people that make the negotiation with the sales, with the salespeople, right? And they calling people up. They calling their they friends and they're making these connections and they're making sure that they their family gets put in a good position. And not only that, is they're making sure that there's room for them to move into these houses. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. They get older. And us, we we have this, we take this pride in being independent and living on our own. Uh, and there's this shame that we have in our culture about living together. Uh, so a lot of times we we leave the nest way too early. And we're not set up on a good on a good foundation and we won't even go back out of pride to even even if we need to just get back on our feet mm. and other cultures. They, this is kind of the part of the process. Right. This is your move into manhood. This is your move into womanhood until you get married or whatever the case may be. We can guide you here and they get that guidance. That's why you can go to oriental people's house and they got six BMWs in the, in the driveway. Cause they all live in there, right, 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 right. <laughs> right? Until they get enough to go buy their own stuff. So, man, yeah, man. yeah. I can talk for that. I can talk about that for days, man. Yeah, I'm, it's very interesting when we start looking at different cultures, man. It's like mm -hmm. and how they move and how they keep everybody together and how it, it's it's you know like in our in our culture it's so it's so like talking about money is like talking about sex. It's like. Mm -hmm. very taboo you know yeah. and i feel like that's what that's what you know your show and my show are trying to do like we're trying to get people to start talking about it and i and i i had a, i had an episode called like just forgive yourself right mm -hmm. i think if, mm -hmm. people, if mm -hmm. i think if a lot of people start to like talk about their mistakes yeah people can start learning okay that right. i like you know they, they you know that quote like you know a why like a smart person learn from themselves a wise person really learn from the mistakes of others Right. 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 So, right. you know, so in that vein, what is like talk about like a, a big financial mistake that you've made, you know, in the past, you know, I mean, hopefully it didn't it didn't it wasn't detrimental. <laughs> but like, yeah, just just talk about that. Maybe, you know, hopefully we can we can laugh about it now. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I can definitely laugh about it. <laughs> I've made them all right. Like uh, I remember um, I had a business, I had a bartending business okay. and um I kind of got into that really kind of by accident. Just I needed some money. I went to bartender school and I started doing like private parties. And uh, some guy wanted to buy my business because I'm doing well, man. I, I got uh, those the first time I got my first taste of, of uh, not financial freedom, but just entrepreneurship. Right. right? Cause right. I was uh, supposed to have a party one weekend and I couldn't make it. So I called up one of my hungers. Hey, can you go do this party for me? Uh, I'm charging twenty dollars an hour plus tips, and I, it's like I'll give you the twenty an hour or whatever. She's like, "No, you can just keep just keep the, the money. I'll just pay. I'll just work for the tips." And I was like, "Cool." And then I, at the end of the day, I got this check, and I got this check for a hundred dollars, and I didn't do nothing. Mm. And I was like, "Hmm, I like this. Right, right, right. <laughs> I didn't go do the work, but I got paid." Right. Right. But I did do the work. I got the business, but I didn't go do the labor. Right. Right. So that was my first taste of entrepreneurship. And so I ran with that idea and we kept doing that. But anyway, this guy came up and he bought he bought my contacts from me because he saw me. Man, I was doing the Super Bowl parties. I'm doing I'm flying. I'm getting flown all over the country at this point. We're doing really well. And so he bought this business from me. Thirty thousand dollars. Knowing what I know now, I would have sold it for a whole lot more. Right. Uh, but when I tell you that I don't have a dime out of that thirty thousand dollars a day, wow. I don't have a dime out of that thirty thousand dollars a day, right? Uh, and and that's just plays to to the habits that I had growing up, right? Mm -hmm. So people get mad at these athletes because they they make a million, then then they go back to broke or they go. We all go back to our old financial habits, mm -hmm. right? The average lottery winner goes back to broke on the average of seven years, Ooh. right? After winning the lottery. 
do you remember that one how that one show they used to have on TV called uh, it was something like Build My House or yeah, yeah. Basically, they they used to take these people's houses that were in dire straits and they would tear down a house and build them a brand new house, right? The very first contestant on the very first person on that show got their house foreclosed on after it got built. Now, when they build them, they give them to them free and clear, right? Right. So right. they had a free and clear, almost a million dollar house, but they took a half a million dollar mortgage out on that house. Oh, spent that money. They end up losing that house. Right, a free and clear house, brand new, built for them, and they end up losing that house. Why? Because we go back to our habits, mm. to our old habits. If you never learn what to do with a dollar, you're not gonna know what to do with a thousand dollars or a hundred thousand right, dollars right. or a million dollars, right? I say this all the time. If you can't save a dime out of a dollar, you won't save ten thousand out of a hundred thousand. Mm. Just because you've never picked up that habit. It's never a good time to save. Because <laughs> right. you always got something else to spend the money on. Right? Right, right. So it's all about the habits. And that's what I had terrible habits. And I had a mentor tell me one time, he said, Hey, um, he wanted me to invest in something. It was like a thousand dollars. I'm like, I don't got a thousand. I don't have a thousand dollars. He said, You don't have a thousand dollars. I was like, nah. He said, You don't have a thousand dollars. I said, nah. He said, How long have you been working? I was like, Man, I've been working for a while. He said, You've been working at least 10 years. I was like, Yeah. He's like, you mean to tell me in the past 10 years, you haven't been able to save $100 a year? You haven't been able to put $100 a year for yourself? And I was like, ooh, right, no. Nah. And he kept breaking it down. He's like, what's $100 a year? Was that $8 a month? You haven't been able to save $8 a month for yourself. Mm. No, nah, no, nah, I haven't been able to do that. What's $8? Is that a dollar a day? <laughs> You know, how many hours you work a week? 40 hours a week. You haven't been able to save 20 something cents out of, uh, you know, out of your paycheck. To, you know what I'm saying? He, he, he broke it down. It hit me square in the chest. And I've had years that I've made six figures and I've had nothing to show for. it. And it was just like, I'm just not going to do this no more. <laughs> that was basically, you know, so, yeah, I've made all the money mistakes. I've got lump sums of money and blew it. And then just a little bit of money that I was making. I wasn't I wouldn't do anything with it. Right. And right. so, yeah, those my the thirty thousand probably is not my biggest mistake. The biggest mistake is all those years of not doing anything with the money that I did have. Mm. Mm. Man, so what? So, all right. So let's say let's say somebody's listening to this right now, right? And they're a person mm-hmm. where they had those bad habits, mm-hmm. right? They 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 you know they've gotten big sums of money, and they just they just don't know what to do with it. They they squandered it, and they you know they kind of feel bad about it. But they know they have to change their habit. What would you say is the first step to making that happen? Like, what what step did you take to kind of like yeah. start changing your habits and making it, um, you know, better? Yeah. So one, I had to realize that I was doing the wrong thing, right? That you know, that one, I was doing the wrong thing, and two, I can do something about it, right? Nobody's gonna fix this for me. Right, right, right. <laughs> like nobody cares enough about you. You know, if you listen to this, I'm gonna let you know right now. I love you. I really do. <laughs> but <laughs> nobody you, cares. <laughs> yeah, nobody cares enough about you to come and fix your finances for you. Right. Period. Because they got their own problems. So that was like the first step. And then I just went to go seeking. Right. So I found the books. I found the Dave Ramsey's. I started listening to this show. And social sciences tells us that there are. Uh, there are three ways that we change. And if I butcher this, forgive me. But one is the books we listen to, the books we read, the the things we listen to uh, and the people that we hang around. Right. So basically our environment. Um, my mentors say this all the time is like, you know, your thoughts become your words and that become your your actions. Right. So where do thoughts come from? They come from three places. They come from God, the enemy and your five senses. So every right. time you hear something, it invokes a thought. Every time you see something, it invokes a thought. You know, every time you smell something. So you got to get these, got to get your mind in that place of having your money serving you now. And how do you do that? You listen to podcasts like this, right? All the time. And you listen to them over and over and over again. Sometimes you got to turn off the TV. Sometimes you got to turn off, you know, the mumble rap and stuff like that. Just stop listening to it and, and start feeding your mind on a regular basis. Uh, my mentor at the time told me, said, man, you just got to put your headphones in and just go all the time. Be listening to personal development, getting better, going out, finding new ideas, 
because that's the only way you're going to change and, and program your mind. You got to literally like brainwash, <laughs> right? Like we look at brainwashing as a bad thing, but look, you got to wash those bad habits, those years of your mama telling you you can't afford it, the years of just going out and getting your paycheck and it's gone before, you know, night falls. So that's what I had to do, man. I started getting into books, started listening to stuff and just changing my environment. Mm, mm. Okay, okay. That, that, yeah. I mean, and, and, and like with me, I'm like a, I'm like a self-development junkie at this point, yeah. man. Like I, like once I discovered podcasts, you know, I started listening to like podcasts like The Art of Charm, you know, yeah. Entrepreneur on Fire. Like, yeah. bro, like I listen to those things all the time. And like sometimes I take a break from them, from them, right? And yeah. then, you know, I, I go back and listen to them. Like, man, why did I ever stop listening yeah. to this? Because like I'm, they just yeah. dropping gems every day, man. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's one of the things that we can get people to get out of the I heard that mentality. Mm. Right. So faith comes by hearing, right? right? Right. Not having had heard, right? Hearing. It's a it's an ongoing thing. Right. right? So so does skills, so does information. Like y- you gotta continuously keep feeding yourself this right. good stuff. And what happens is you notice when you go back and listen to this stuff, you hearing things you've never heard before. Right. So somebody will listen to this track right now. Let somebody listen to this episode. Right. They may listen to it once. They go back and they'll listen to it the second time. They're going to hear things the second time they didn't hear the first time. Right. Right. You got to know that. You got to know the treasures are in that repetitive information. Right. Because your brain changes. You learn something new. Now you have new information. So you have a new reference point to take more information. And and that's that's the only thing that that's the only thing that separates us from everybody else is they have more information. These people started getting this information when they were four, five, six, seven. You see what I'm saying? We just not learning this because the Internet. (laughs) Like we just not coming on to entrepreneurship. We just not coming on to I'm not coming up, man. We I thought if you could be a garbage man or work for the post office, you you made it. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, bro. Like that was <laughs> that was it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And it's it's like, nah, man. These people raising their kids be am- ambassadors, right? right you right. know that type of stuff. So yeah. Yeah, and, and you and you touched about like you know you touched on, uh, you know how, I guess the family, is, is is included in your finances, right? So I I, I noticed like in some of your episodes. A lot of your episodes, you mentioned how you 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 talk to your wife about your mm-hmm. finances, and you and you you have like a a budgeting day that where you yeah. where you like you know I mean it's the first it's you know the first of the month was just what two days ago so I'm sure you had yeah. that day where you just yeah. budgeted out the month. Talk yeah. about talk about that process and how you even got to that point because I know I know with me you know it's hard it's kind of hard to get my to get my significant other to cut thinking about it in a positive yeah. light because I know it can right. be. It can be a sense of um, I don't know if I really want to talk about that right now. It's a negative yeah. feeling. So how yeah. did you get? You know, talk about that that process and, and how we got to this point now. Man, it's a long process. I'll try to make this this long story as short as possible. Okay. <laughs> but you know, we we came into the marriage uh, again. You know, we both have you know our own past. You know, different. You know, broken homes. Yada yada yada. Right. So, uh, and just for transparency, like like we came in in our relationship with debt. Mm-hmm. And we try to do it the way that we thought it made sense. You know, we both had our own money. Right. So we would just kind of we did the whole roommate thing where we would just kind of split bills. It was like, but, but you married, bro. Like you married that 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 doesn't work. And the reason why that doesn't work is because there's always that that sense of the unknown. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and I would always get nervous because I would see her come in the store, come in the house with bags from Target. My wife hits Target. It is on, right? It is popping when she hits Target, right? Man, listen, she went in there for some nasty. Yeah. She came out with the yeah. whole store. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it is on and popping. And we're, we're down in Houston, right? So uh, Houston, there's a mall, you know, every 10 miles, right? Like right. every every other corner, you know, and a Galleria, that's just, you know, it's one of the biggest in the world, but that's just one of them that we have here in the city. city. So she loves to shop. My wife loves bags. She loves things like that. Uh, and, and just for an example, and she may kill me for this, but I've talked about this on the show. My wife came in. We both had debt, but she had like 20 grand on like one credit card. Right. right? Like that's that's our financial backing background. So 
we would uh, ar- we would argue over money. Right. Because we didn't you know. Nobody knew where the money was coming from or where it was going. It was all, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, there was always this uncertainty because I didn't know how much money she was spending because she would just come in with these bags. And I just I just didn't know. And uh, <clears throat> I remember um, we finally said, OK, let's get this thing together. Right. Let's 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 start doing this together. And we start listening to how other people do it. And even that didn't work for us. We would still have these money fights and stuff like that. And it's like, well, something's got to give. We got to figure out a system that works for us right. uh, that will encourage us to come together. Right. Number one, but also allow us to be independent at the same time. Um, so we, when we did our money, how we do our, do our money is all the money comes in the house. There is no, I make this and she makes that. Now, if you're not married, you keep, you keep everything separate, but when you get married, you know, it, the money comes in the same house, right? right? So it don't matter who made it, all the money comes in the same house. And when that money comes in at that point, I don't know if uh, your audience is familiar with Warren Buffett. Uh, one of the greatest investors of all time. The guy's worth 40 something, 50 something billion dollars, right? And he says the most important skill that you can learn as an investor is asset allocation, mm. right? And if we're all investors, which we should be, right? We all handle money, so we're all investors. You need to learn how to allocate your assets. The money that you bring in, the dollars, they are assets. We've been taught how to budget, and we've been taught how to budget wrong. Right. Because most people don't budget. They fudge it. Mm. What I mean by that, you're trying to forecast what your bills may be or what you may spend on money that hadn't even come in yet. Mm. I call it income. I call it if come. Right. (laughs) You're trying to make decisions based on if come. If this money comes in on this date, then we can possibly pay that bill. Right. Right. So we would be timing our paychecks with our bills. You know, just like everybody else does. Right. But that brings anxiety because it's like when those bills are coming in and you're not that paycheck at the everybody knows. it, Right. When you spend your paycheck, and you're just trying to hold on for that next paycheck to come through. It's a roller coaster of anxiety and stress mm-hmm. just when you buy yourself. Now, mm-hmm. add that to somebody that you're connected to for the rest of your life. Right. Right. And then throw on top of that, you start having kids and kids always have these unexpected, unexpected expenses. Like, damn, we forgot to get diapers or we needed wipes or whatever the situation may be. So that's where our fights were coming from, that anxiety, that 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 scarcity, that fear. Uh, and that's where a lot of people struggle at right there. So what we started to do is like, you know what, we're not going to we're not going to fudge it anymore. We're going to we're going to allocate our assets. So. We didn't do anything until money came in the house. Now, when the money came in, let's say we got a check. Let's say the paycheck was a thousand dollars or whatever it is. Right. Mm. Now we sit down with that thousand dollars and we say to ourselves, what do we want this money to do for us? Wow. OK. Right. OK. So it's it's different. So now it's not I'm going to work for this money. I, I literally will ask, what do I want my money to do for me? And that puts you in a different perspective, a different mindset of not you going out to get money, but your money is now working for you. You're putting your money to work just by asking that simple question over and over and over and over. What do I want my money to do for me? Well, if you wanted to pay your bills, and okay, well, that's you got it, right? So you you want your money to pay your bills, okay? But what else do you want your money to do for you? Do you want your money to build your future? Do you want your money to help you start a business? Do you want your money to help you go out and have a good time? Do you want your money to to buy you a new car? Do you want your money to make sure that you got your insurances? You you start seeing all these things together, uh, start to work together. And a lot of people think that you need to cut back and scrimp and try to, you know, sacrifice. And I don't believe in that. I believe once you start asking yourself what you want your money to do for you, the things that aren't important to you, they're going to leave your life anyway. Right. 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 So it's, it's not about cutting back, but it's about expanding. It's about getting clear about what you want to do and what and you need how you get your money to do that for you. So when people say, well, you know what you you cut your cable or should I cut my cable? I know you cut your cable. Should I cut my cable? It's like, I don't know. Do you value your cable? Right. Over whatever else you want your money to do for you. For me, I didn't value it that much. So I cut it. Right. It just it just didn't have any room. Right. So I'd rather, you know, I'd rather invest that money. I'd rather take my wife out uh, to eat. I'd rather go on vacations. Um, We when we started having children, uh, me and my, my wife had to go back to work. She hated it. Right. She hated leaving her child, you know, behind. Right. And so 
you know, my, and it was difficult for us to to make that move, right? For so today, she she's a stay at home mom, right. right? She's our she's our CHO, our chief home officer, right? So <laughs> she runs the house, and uh, for us coming to that position, especially as black people, right? We don't really we didn't know any other black people that did that. Number right. one, right. right? And she was raised to be independent, you know, uh, to to do her own thing, to be a strong black woman, and she is, right? She went to school, she got a degree, she had her own career, and things like that. Um, but we, she didn't, she wanted to be a mother. She wanted to raise her children as well. So we had to ask ourselves, <laughs> what do we want our money to do for us? And it's like, we wanted her to come home and, and be with the children full, full time. Well, you have to ask those hard questions and figure out what's important to you to make that happen. Mm. Right. And, and in that time, uh, we've been able to do, we've been able to give, we've been able to keep her home. It's been seven years now. She hadn't, hadn't worked for nobody else, but her own family. Right. Uh, I don't work more than I have to. Right. We've bought a house. We've got a couple of cars. We take vacations. We took two vacations this summer. We do a lot of this stuff uh, that everybody else does. And that's one of the reasons why we started doing the podcast. People was like, well, how in the heck are you doing all this? You making a basic firefighter salary. Y'all taking vacations every, <laughs> right, you know, a few right. times, a few times a year. Y'all just bought this nice home. Y'all live with these Jewish people. Y'all got these cars. And they, how are you doing it? And it's like we just ask ourselves that simple question is what do we want our money to do for us? Mm. Mm. And we're doing it based on the money that comes in, not the money that we think is going to come in. So uh, that's where I see. So I, I, I coach a few people and, and I see that problem. It's like, well, they don't even know how much money they, they bring in, number one. Right. But they just start making decisions. You know, Pac talked talk to us about it. Right. Making wise decisions based on lies we live in. Right. Mm. How can you make a wise decision based on lies? Right. right. Based on based on the not enough. You don't have enough information to make a decision. Right. So that's why we really stress that. So <laughs> how we handle our money is uh, we do what I call LMI uh, living on last month's income. Mm. It's one of the first things we tell people to do as far as uh, when we do our coaching. And we talk about how to get your money right is we tell people one of the goals you want to do is learn how to live on last month's income. And there's some steps to getting there. We can talk about that if you want to. But one of the things that does is so, for for example, right. So I get paid every two weeks from the fire department. Right. And so here we are in October. So in September, I got my paychecks. The paychecks came in and they just kind of sat there and they waited for me. Right. I didn't touch them. I didn't do anything with them. They just sat in my account. The day before October turnaround, we look and say, okay, how much did we make in September? Right. So, okay, we got whatever it is, four thousand dollars, five thousand dollars, six thousand, whatever it is you make, right? So we got five thousand dollars, right? Okay. So for the month of October, we got five thousand dollars. What do we want this five G's to do for us in the next 30 days mm-hmm. or the next 60 or 90? However, your your goals are set up, right? And from that point on, we don't think about money no more. Because We've allocated the money. Right. We've allocated the assets. All the bills are paid before the month even starts. And that's all on autopilot. I'm not thinking about that no more. So if I'm not thinking about paying bills, what else can I be? What else can I use that energy for? Mm. Thinking about how to move my family forward. Right. We get so tired of making the de- uh, decisions, especially financially. I call it financial decision fatigue. Mm. Right. Uh, if anybody's ever had to to plan a party or a wedding or, or anything like that, you know, by the time you get at the end of the planning, you just like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Put that on it. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Whatever, whatever. Right. <laughs> and that's how we do our money. Right. It's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Just, just buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. We'll just go out to eat on this. Yeah. 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 We, you know, and so you can't make very good decisions and you're always playing catch up with us. We're in, we're in the front of it. Right. So we're not going out in the wild making these rash decisions on what we want to buy. Now we still, we have money to make impulse purchases, but it's, that still money is sitting there for, making impulse purchases, right, right? Right, right. Not all of our purchases are, are impulses. So that's what we do. And we, we really believe if people can do that, just get in front of your money, right? Just get ahead of it, right? And so where it's waiting on you, you not waiting on it, right? And you put yourself, you, you put yourself in a place of dominion over your own assets. Mm. And you have to learn to do that anyway, if you're ever going to be wealthy. Now, if you don't want to be rich, you don't want to be wealthy, then, you know, you don't pay attention to this. Right. right, right. <laughs> if you don't want to dominate your dollar, I'm not talking to you. Right. But <laughs> but if you if you do want to control your assets, if you do want to be wealthy, you're going to have to learn to control your assets. So you might as well start now, because remember, it's all about habits. 
right? If you're not doing it on $1,000 a month, you're not going to do it on 100000 a month, right? Because it's all about habits. Yeah, man. So, yeah, man, I, 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 you, you dropped that gem on there, like, you know, last month income. You know, yeah. you got to talk about that, right? How, how, yeah. do, how do we get started with last month income? I know, I know, like, once you drop that, they want to know more about that. So, so kind yeah, of yeah, talk yeah. about that. Yeah, so I actually learned that everything that I'm talking about is not necessarily original, right? I'm right, picking right. up stuff from, from everywhere. I'm reading books and I'm, you know, I'm getting that information in and I'm, I'm finding out what works for us, mm-hmm. right? And so um, there's the software that I use is called You Need a Budget. And one of the things that it allowed you to do was if you got a paycheck, you can move it forward, right? And plan plan for the next month. And I was like, hmm, that's that's on to something, right? Because even like Dave Ramsey, when he was doing, he talked about the envelope system and we did the envelope system for a while. And it was kind of that same process. It's like you spending your money on paper first before you spend it, right? So you're not you're not going backwards or you put it on a credit card or you just kind of hoping that you got that money in that account. You crossing your fingers at the counter. Right. And I've been there. Promise you I've been there. Mm-hmm. But uh, but it's about being ahead of it and being in front of your money. So you're spending your money on paper on purpose first is what Dave Ramsey taught us. And then he taught us to use the envelope system. And basically the envelope system is you would get cash out. Say for, if your grocery budget is five hundred dollars, you would get five hundred dollars cash, put it in an envelope. And when you want to go make groceries, Excuse me, get groceries. I know people up north don't say make groceries, but uh, <laughs> when you when you go to the grocery store, you just took that envelope and that's all you took, and that you had five hundred dollars. If you spent more than that, then you have to put something back. And so we took those concepts and the things that we learned from that because we hated doing that. We hated taking cash around. We hated having to go get the denominations. It was just inconvenient. It was just like Ugh, I hated doing it. And when you needed the envelope, it wasn't there. Somebody else had it, you know, yada, yada, yada. So it's like, there's got to be a more modern way to do that. And that's one of the things that we teach how to do a modern way to do the the the, the envelope, so to speak. So we take that idea. And uh, the beauty about living on last month's income is, you know, for sure how much you got for that coming month. Mm. Right. You're not guessing. Right. So, you know, OK, this is what we got to work with. So it's it's almost like I don't necessarily believe in scarcity. I believe in abundance, mm. but it almost gives you a framework. It's a false sense of scarcity. And what it also does is what happens is you start getting used to seeing that amount of money in your checking account. Mm. Right. So you say, for instance, you make five thousand dollars a month. Right. right. And you living on last month's income. What you start getting used to seeing is five thousand dollars in your checking account. Right. So anytime it gets lower than that, something goes off in your in your spidey senses. Like whoa, 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 whoa. What's going on? What happened? What's going on? Right. Like for us, and this is not to brag, but just to kind of just paint that picture. If if our checking account gets less than ten grand, it's like whoa, whoa, what's, so whoa, whoa, whoa. It perks us up. It wakes right. us up. Right. 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 As what it used to do before is like if it was less than a hundred dollars, I'd be like, okay, I think we're gonna be all right. 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 <laughs> We're going to make it. We're going to make it. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, it's $100. Okay. I think, I think we can, I think we can make it with a hundred. Right. So you change your blueprint. You change what you get used to seeing. You upgrade yourself. Beyonce talked about it. Let them upgrade you. Right. So right, right. you upgrade yourself and you get a new zero. Right. So you, you get a new level that you, you, you're not comfortable going back to broke no more. Mm. Right. Mm. And the other part about that is, when I'm on last month's income, I know at that moment, if I spent all $5,000 before the end of the month, I know I'm going backwards immediately. I can immediately see it. If I have to tap into my paychecks to pay for stuff, for if I have to pay tap into my paychecks from this month to tap into things I need to pay for this month, I now know I'm going backwards mm. immediately. I immediately see, okay, I'm moving in the wrong direction. Mm. It's not... <laughs> two, three, six months down the road, like, oh, dang, I thought we made $4,000 a month. But we were only making $3,600 a month, but we were spending like we were making 4000 because that's what I put on my paper. That's when I was doing my fudget, I put $4,000, but all we made was 3600 And then you get those short months, you know, one month, second month, two months, especially people with irregular income. And even if you don't have irregular income, you have irregular expenses. Mm. Nobody's month is like the same. Right, right. No matter yeah. how, no matter yeah. how yeah. long your lifestyle is, 
Yeah. Nobody's expenses are exactly the same. And then what about those months? If you get paid every two weeks, what about those months you get three paychecks in that month? Right, right. right? What happens like, then? How do you budget yeah, then? How do you, how you do that, right? Well, when you're doing last month's income, you can clearly see that, right? It's like, oh, I got an extra paycheck last month. Okay, what do I want to do with this extra money? Mm-hmm. And you right? know what's what crazy? I, you know what's mm-hmm. crazy about what you just said? Like, when you have, so, you know, you, you look at your, your paid calendar, right? I know this happened with me. I yeah. see, oh, August, I got three paychecks. All right, that's a bet. Cool. Yeah. But yeah. you don't you don't feel the effects of that. Right. Now, with your system, you're going to look back and you say, oh, I got three. Pay- oh, okay. I got three paychecks this month, yeah. right? You see the effects of that. But like me yeah. getting that three, third paycheck with the way that you, you spend it the old way, you don't see that effect. But you do. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Crazy. Yeah, you see it and you can take advantage of it. Right. Because right. you can see it. Right. Uh, without vision, people shall perish. Right. So uh, you just got to be able to see. And that's one of the, the things I like about our system is it, it's transparent and allows you to see exactly what you're doing. Mm, mm. That, yeah, that, that, that was the gym. I, I, had, I had to have you elaborate on that one, man. You can't just drop that. in. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So um, so I talked about kind of like the relationship you have with your wife with uh the budgeting and, and just the finance you know how about your kids man so how, how do you how do you get them because we already talked about like yeah we see people you know who know yeah. about money from a young age i already know you you you, <laughs> that knowledge. you have to right yeah 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 I, i'd be doing a disservice to my family to to my legacy right to black people in general uh you know just in general i'd be doing a disservice if i don't teach my children about money mm-hmm. and we do we, we basically give our children money right to as a lot of people is like well we don't give our children allowance because we don't want them to get used to you know just get money for for nothing right mm-hmm. and we do the allowance but it's not about allowing them to spend money per se and it's not that they get money just because they're part of the family right that ain't it you're getting this money so you can learn to manage the money mm-hmm. right what does it look like for us to wait 18, 20, 22 years to finally let our children manage money? Right. So that's why it takes us 10, 10, 15 years to figure this money thing out, because we didn't start until 18, 20, right, you know, right. 16, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, and you ain't really managing money at 16. Every time a dollar come in is out. Right. Exactly, so exactly. <laughs> you ain't making no real decisions. Right. So, yeah, that's why it looks like that's why we're always behind. Right. So we give our children just a few dollars and they have to divide their money into buckets. And just like we do, bu- we do the misfit bucket system and we can talk about that as well, but they have the buckets. They got a giving bucket, they have a spending bucket and they have what we call an opportunity bucket or an investment bucket. This, that's the money to go. That bucket is for money to go help you make more money. Mm. And then your savings bucket, uh, um, your savings bucket, their savings bucket. Let me take that back. We have a giving bucket. So they, mm. so they give, uh, and their savings bucket is kind of like their 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 spending bucket. So there's only three buckets, and they're we want to teach them the habits of saving up to buy things, right? Mm-hmm. So, but they're allowed to spend that money however they want, right? So if you want to go to the store and you spend that money, that's cool. And what I what we found out is like my son, he's seven, he's my oldest son, so he's seven years old now. And what we find out is when you let him spend that money, eventually he's like. Nah, I don't want to spend that money because what he's what he's what he's learned was if he spent that money and then saw something he wanted later that he wanted more, then he couldn't get it because he spent something that he really didn't want that much in the first place right, last right, week. Right. Right. So he started picking that up. And now my my daughter, she's starting to pick it up. My five year old, she's starting to pick it up now. She's like, nah, I'm gonna wait on that, daddy. I don't really I don't really want that. Mm-hmm. And my, one of my favorite quotes is the chief cause of failure is giving up what you want most for what you want now. Mm. Let me say that again, because it's really important that you catch that. The chief cause of failure is giving up what you want most for what you want now. Mm. Mm. And that's the definition of immaturity. Right. Right. Uh, that's the definition of why. That's the very reason why I didn't have anything to show for when I had six figure years. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because forget what I wanted most. It was what I wanted now that got my money. Mm. Right. <laughs> so, and so that's how we, that's what we're teaching them. It's like, okay, you're going to give, right. Because it takes all of us. 
it takes each of us to make all of us right. So we, we got to give that's that's part of the, the game plan there. And you're going to save for spending because there's no such thing as just savings. Right. All savings get spent eventually. Right. 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 So what are you saving for? There's no such thing as savings for savings sake. Right. And I can prove this because if you're listening to this and you have money in the savings account and you didn't give that money any assignment, I promise you that money has left your hands in the past. And if you still have it in your savings account and it doesn't have an assignment, it's going to leave you here in the future. Yeah. Yep. It's going right? to come. It's going it's going to leave you. Right. It's just like when my children come in the house, I have to give them assignments. Mm -hmm. If I don't tell my children what to do when they come home after school, guess what they're going to do? Run around. Whatever. Yep. Right. Whatever grabs their attention. Same thing with money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The money comes in. You don't tell your money what to do. Guess what's going to happen? Whatever gets his attention is going to take your money. Period. The, The marketers on TV. The <laughs> the urges to to stop at the store and get some get this get that yada 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 just just basic distractions of life right right it's gonna get your money if you don't tell your money what to do right right same thing with my children so yeah that's what we do man we we try to teach them that you know uh, you're gonna give you're gonna save to spend and you're gonna use some of this money to make you some more money uh, and that's that's something that they're learning and we're getting through it and we're we're still trying to figure this thing out too as parents right because. You know, I don't really have a whole lot to 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 build upon. I'm just trying to wing this thing out. But I know these are principles that I want them to have. Right, right. And uh, if I can get those principles in, then you know, I think they'll be all right. Oh yeah, they're gonna be good, man. <laughs> Trust me. If we if you're setting them up now, man, you, yeah. you you can only imagine how they how you know how better off they'll be in the future, man. So yeah, yeah man. So we spoke about you spoke about like some of the. Um, you know, talking to your mentor and you talk about just soaking up a lot of knowledge. What I want to hear from you is what books and like what, and, and, you know, what recommendation, what podcast, whatever, what would you recommend for our listeners? If they wanted to get started on, um, you know, really trying to try to get to that point where they can dominate your dollar. How can, what, 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 what things can they, can they listen to? Obviously besides, you know, your podcast, right, right. I'm, I'm definitely going to plug. Right. Right. Yeah, I think one of the things that really changed my mindset, especially books wise, uh, one of the first ones was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a great one. Um, and it's an old book. <laughs> right. Uh, but it's it completely changed my mindset about. That there is a difference between what we do and what rich people do. Right. Before, I used to think that rich people were greedy and they were just getting over everybody. And that's how they got rich. And then the older I'm getting, the more I'm seeing it's like, no, nah, that's not necessarily the case. Now, some of them had a leg up, of course. Right. But I can cry about that or <laughs> I can figure out what they doing, Right. Uh, you know, I remember when everybody's getting mad at Trump because he was like, oh, he didn't pay no taxes. And everybody's like, well, you know, they get mad at him. I'm like, shoot, get getting mad. How do I do that? Right. Yeah. He's doing something <laughs> like, right. And I'm not going to cut you off, but like. <laughs> You know, I, I, you know, we all have our feelings about Trump. We all know, you know, all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. But in terms of the American system of money, yeah, he's yeah. doing something right. All right, yeah, that just yeah. that's just what we have to say. Yeah, the dude, the dude is he's a tyrant, right? Yeah. Everybody knows that. Right. He knows that, right? But you can learn from anybody. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right? You can learn from anybody. So you can take the emotions and save it for another time. But Rich Dad, Poor Dad is one. It's a classic. And I'm sure I'm not going to be the only one that recommends that. But if you haven't read it, if you haven't read it, read it. If you if you don't like to read, you can listen to it. But I do encourage you to read it so you can study it. Mm -hmm. Right. Because it's one of those books that I still have it. It's all old and tattered and and, and everything like that. But every time I go back through it, I learn something new. Right. 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 And I've had it for years. Uh, Another one that very few people have heard about is the the law of divine compensation. Uh, and that's by a lady by the name of Marianne Williamson. Uh, it's a phenomenal book about the spiritual aspects of, of money and how the energy around it and where it comes from, really, because money really just comes from serving people. Right. 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 Uh, you know, I'm not going to give my money to anybody that's not giving me anything in return. That's true. Right. So they got to have something in return to give me. Right. So that's where money comes from. Money doesn't come. 
from anywhere else. <laughs> it just comes from people. It comes from somebody else. So uh, that's a good book. And 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 as a quick little tip, both of these books are free at your libraries. Uh, if you have <laughs> if you have a library card, if you don't get one. Right. Uh, but there's a site called Hoopla. And a lot of public libraries participate where you can just download the the ebooks of these things. Man. Right. And they're there. And the audio books are there too. You don't have to go to Audible and pay whatever it is a month for Audible. They right. got ebooks and they got uh, the audio books. These things are freely available. Like 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 you said, podcasts and stuff like that. They're freely available and just start digging into it, man. Just just get into it. And just real simple, just like I said earlier, just ask, what what do you want your money to do for you? If you start there, I think you'll you'll figure it out. And I love that mindset, like, what do you want your money to do for you? Could you, again, you're coming from a, a, a mindset of, of power. You're coming from, uh, you know, a standpoint of power instead of like, right. man, this is what I got to do. I, mean, I got all these bills. I got this and that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah, like. Yeah. A lot, a lot of what my my podcast tries to do is to start to change the mindset about money. You know, that's why I asked you about, you know, what was the conversation around money when when you talk to you about your family, right? Yeah, um, yeah. You know, obviously with you, it's it's more of a uh, a positive thing, right? Like I, I remember you 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 named your uh you named like the the budgeting like the budgeting session you have with your wife, right, you right, right, right. No, you didn't name it budgeting. What what, what was the name you gave right. it? Well, we we started using budgeting now because a lot of people still, you know, associate with it. Yeah, but we yeah. actually we actually and I didn't mention this before. We actually make it a we make it a thing. Right. Budgeting with my boo. Mm. Right. Uh, cash flow and coffee, whatever you want to call it. So we sit down and we get a beverage and we toast to each other. Right. And we sit down and we make it a pleasant experience and we agree on this stuff. Right. If she wants to get something extra this month. Let's do it, baby. Let's figure out how to get that done, right? Um, and, and and we can just discuss it. We talk about it before emotions get involved throughout the month, right? And when you're trying to make decisions on money that you don't have yet, um, so we sit down and we make it a deal. It's like a little date for us, and we have a good time. No, we still have date nights or whatever, but we just have a good time around it. Uh, even when we do our framework, we talk about the buckets. I have the buckets for my kids, but buckets for us is. You know, we have a, a benevolence bucket or we, we are tithers in our household. That 10 percent every time comes off the top. We have what we call a wealth building bucket. This right. is the money that goes in that bucket. Only thing that money can do is make us more money. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. it. It never gets spent. So even when I die, that bucket is still going to be alive. It's like the, the goose that laid the golden eggs. Mm. Right. Is you fatten up the goose, but don't be the greedy guy that killed the goose because he wanted to get all the eggs out the goose. Right, well, when right. he killed the goose, the goose didn't lay no more eggs. So you never kill the goose. Um, so that's our wealth building bucket. And and we've been going a long time, so I probably don't have enough time to share the Rockefeller yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, story with you, but <laughs> I'll have to do it another time. Yeah, sure. Uh but the wealth building bucket and then we have we, we have our big big savings bucket and then we have our, our baller bucket and we have our getting better bucket. And then the last bucket is just kind of like our necessities, our real life bucket. And that's a framework on what we work on. So every time a dollar comes in, they gets divided into those buckets off top. So it's not a whole lot of decision making when it comes to that. Every time we're going to give, every time we're going to put money in the wealth building bucket. Now, it took us a while to get to that. You know, we do 10 percent, 10 percent, 10 percent of these buckets. When we first started, it was only one percent and one percent and one percent because we were living off of 95 percent. Really, when we first started, we were living off 110 percent because we were you know, putting money on credit cards and taking payments and stuff like that. Right, so, right. you know, we had to correct that. But. You know, you just get started, man, and and just just have a good time around it because it's not as complicated as, as you make it to be, mm. as they make it, they try to make it to be, right. right? And that's that's why we're here, right? I mean, how many times you listening to this, you got a CPA, right? That's gonna talk to you every week, every Tuesday, he's gonna give you something brand new. A CPA, he ain't even charging you for it. Right, right, <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying? Which he should, you know. <laughs> but you got a CPA that's giving you game, uh, that's working in the industry. Uh, and that's giving you game in your language. So, you know, that don't don't take that lightly. Right. right? right. Just understand that's a huge that's valuable. Right. 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 I appreciate that. I appreciate that, yeah. man. So tell them where they can find you. You know, I'm sure after this episode, after all the gem, uh, you know, you just dropped. You just stole all my fans. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, tell them where they can find you and tell them about uh, your podcast. Yeah. The podcast is called Get Your Money Right. Right. Uh 
you know, it's it's just like you said, we just talk about money as it relates to real life and how you can use it to get the life that you want to get, right? Mm-hmm. To, to just go just go do the thing you want to do. And I'm gonna speak to it in our language, right? So we talk a little bit about investing, but a lot of times you sometimes you need to invest in putting some money aside so you can change the tires when a tire goes out, right? Mm-hmm. So that's investing as well. Uh, and our website is yourmoneyright.com. Just your money right dot com and we have a free membership on that site we do education we do uh, boot camps every now and again and we got some stuff that's coming out some courses and things like that that we're going to lay out and kind of just lay this thing out and I'll, I'll give you the game like I said I we're not making no money on this thing my wife says we need to figure out how to make some money because <laughs> we're paying for it all out of pocket mm-hmm. but uh, uh but it, I, it feels good to do it right, right and right. uh you know, so yeah, that's it, man. Yourmoneyright.com and the podcast is called Get Your Money Right Podcast. You can find it pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. Right, right, right. All right, and and you're on Twitter and everything like that. What if somebody wants to send you a yeah, email? man? I'm on Twitter, Instagram. Just head to yourmoneyright.com. Really, that's yeah. the central hub. And from there, you can find my email. You can find my Twitter. You can find the YouTube. You can right, find the Instagram. Right, right. You can find it all right there at yourmoneyright.com. All right, man. All right, man. So, yeah, I really appreciate you guys coming. I mean, well, not I say you guys. I really appreciate <laughs> you coming in and, and doing this interview, man. You know, we had a we had a couple of uh, technical difficulties, difficulty, but we were able to figure it yeah. out, man. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys, you know, for listening to this podcast and really uh, taking the time to really try to dominate your dollar, man. So, I'll see you guys next week.